You're on Kingfisher FM 107.5, and uh, kind of some strange stuff happening in the studio here. You're on uh, Kingfisher 107.5, and this is the Skane Villa Lifestyle Show. It, with me in the studio, I've got Nicole Honeywell. Nicole, welcome. Thank you. Nicole is five foot eight, <laughs> nine. Nicole, you, you tall. I'm fairly tall for a South African. For a, for a South African. <laughs> Uh, you are, you've been five years out of school. You finished school at Harvest. Yes, I did. In 2015. And we're going to talk all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk media. You were born in? I was born in Kuruman. Kuruman. That's, yes. It's a long way away. Yeah, you've got to roll that R. Yeah, yeah. And, and do, do people really, do, do they do they beret in Kuruman? I don't know. I only lived there till I was three. And my parents are the two English people. Are there only two? And, and then <laughs> no, no. There, there were a few English people, but they're the, they're the bare minimum. That's it. Well, it's great to have you here. And so you started in Kuruman, you went to, you went to Harvest, you finished with chicken Harvest. I did indeed. Okay. So I spent the first nine years of my life in Cape Town. So first three in Kuruman, one in Harswaterskloof, and then nine in Cape Town. And then I moved to PE. Yeah, it's all upwards for me. I just, yeah, it's just Listen, getting better and better. I've done the moving thing. Yeah, yes. When people are like, how do we move? I'm like, come, I'll tell you where to get boxes. That's it, yeah. And, and, and you are coming up in the world. I mean, I grew up in Cape Town. I'm an old Cape Townian. Yes. But um, no love lost there. You know, it's traffic and it, yeah, it's lovely looking at the mountain. And yeah, it's nah, but, but, but. PE is a great city to live. It is. It really is. So you finished at Harvest and then you did some gap year stuff. Yes. I did two gap years at VGY, Victory Gap Year in Jeffreys Bay. And that's uh, with Pastor Louis else. Mm. We go back a long way with Pastor Louis. And it's a really, it's a great big church. It is. And the gap year is very diverse. It has different streams you can do. So in my first gap year, I did the worship stream, which is music and worship focused. And in my second gap year, I did the media stream. I was really happy they let me do another stream with the first years. Okay, great. Yeah. And church ones, what do you, where did you leave from here? Which church? I left from Oxygen Life. Okay. Went to Victor and now I'm back in Oxygen. Oxygen Life, good. Yeah. You've come home. Yes. That's great. And so, so you, you were our amuser. Were our... I don't think the skill ever leaves you. I can sing. I'm pretty versatile with some instruments. I just don't do it as often or as vocally anymore. Be careful. You lose it, eh? You <laughs> I, I, I kind of used to strum. I haven't picked up a guitar for so long. Because you kind of so don't lose it. Just keep... You know, yeah. Keep, uh, be, be on the reserve bench for your worship team. So that, you know, if they, if they need to call you, they can give you a shout. Yes. Sincerely Media. Mm-hmm. When did that start? How did that start? So, Sincerely Media was actually started as a page called Nicole Rose Photography and Design in 2017 and I just used to post my photos there when I started taking photos for fun and the older I got the more I realized I actually would love to work for myself I would love to run my own company but I have a influencer page called Sincerely Nicole Rose and people were following that so everyone would search sincerely when Mm, they thought mm. of me and they were all messaging me on the wrong account and my private life my work life were getting intermingled so Sincerely Media underwent a rebrand in 2019 it went from Nicole Rose Photography and Design to Sincerely Media and I haven't looked back haven't looked back since so what is a media person? You know, I'm, 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 <laughs> I was berated by the staff here that I'm not on Instagram. And I said to them, you know, my life is so full already. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm a gum treer. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm okay, totally, so you're like my dad. Yeah, totally addicted. You know, every single motor car, motorbike. I'm even. I'm gonna buy a yacht soon. Never been on the sea. Well, I've been twice <laughs> or three times, but uh, you know. So, so what? I mean, what do media people like you do? What What should the older generation be doing? Okay, so I do everything. I don't think everybody has to do what I do. I go from photography, videography, social media. I do it all, okay. but for the older people, all you really need to do is have a Facebook and an Instagram page, and you just need to post photos of what you care about. Okay, so there, there needs to be a bit of purpose there. Yeah, so I feel like social media, it's been misused. A lot of people have posted what they think people want to see instead of posting what they care about. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so post what you're caring about. And what's, yeah. what's the point of that? So, well, I guess I'm from a very, I'm a Zoomer. I'm Gen Z. So I'm from the generation that grew up putting our lives online. So <laughs> it just... Yes, it is. It's, it is what it is. It is what it is. So to me, posting my life online immediately makes sense to me because I have friends all over the world, all over the country, and taking an hour to phone people every single week I would be on my phone for the entire week if I was keeping in touch with everyone. Okay. Whereas with sharing what I care about on Instagram, on Facebook, sharing what I'm thinking about allows me the space to keep everyone who cares about me up to date with what's going on in my life, going on in my mind without having to... Phone them one by one. Phone them one by one. So, so you, are you an influencer? Is, is that Does that come into it somewhere? Is, or is that something else? I have been called an influencer. I'm always reluctant to say <laughs> so because I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. I just post pretty pictures and drink hot chocolate. <laughs> but technically, I'd say, yes, I am. Okay, what, what, I mean, you know, here's a, here's a guy who's nearly 60. My, my daughter, my, my youngest daughter's older than you are. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to catch up here. Strangely enough, not last night. Netflix, and, and they say Netflix is struggling now with content, and I can actually see it. Yes. Um, and one of, the, one of the trending things was some girl's name in Paris. Um, it's like a new series. Yes, something to do with Paris Hilton. No, 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 oh. no, 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 the real Paris. Oh. It's like a girl's name. It's Ella in Paris. I forget what it oh, is. Okay. So this, it's this American girl. She goes to Paris, and she's got to help them with their media. And the program's actually looking at some of the questions that us older folks are not getting. We're not getting how the media is actually working, mm. how influence is happening, mm. and so forth. And so, so you're here to, 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 uh, to educate us. Yes. And as I said, I'm, I'm not on Instagram, so I don't even understand what that thing does. <laughs> so I think the best way I can explain this is the way marketing has been done has oh. changed. People don't buy from companies anymore. They buy from people. So... Wow. Well, they do. I mean, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have you have like the you yeah. have the very hyped up brands like Adidas and Nike. But you're right. You're right because I mean, I, I'm a I'm a petrol head. <laughs> so when you think of petrol, you think of Lewis Hamilton yep. and you're thinking of uh, you know Valentino Rossi mm -hmm. and all those guys. So, so true. When I'm looking to purchase something, something maybe not the biggest thing in the world. Let's go for example. I'm looking to buy a new pair of headphones. I'm not going to instantly go onto Google and type best headphones to buy. I'm going to think of the influencer I'm following that advertised or did a did a campaign with 
a headphone company wow. and I'm going to have a look and say, okay, cool. Well, what did they recommend? What did they have to say about mm. them? Because I trust these people to only advertise and you obviously do get dishonest yes, influencers yes. who do anything that will come their way, like the Kardashians. Oh. <laughs> no names. <laughs> but I'll, I'll always go to them. So if I need clothing i follow a lot of fashion influencers mm. so i will go and i'll look and okay i need a new pair of jeans where can i get ethically sourced yes well-priced well-fitting jeans i follow influencer influencers who have a very similar body shape to me they're tall they've got big hips so i'm like okay cool go and check them out they'll say these jeans fit fabulously so i'll go i'll check out that store mm-hmm. instead of just looking at an ad campaign i'll go to people who i trust and who review things for a living mm, that makes a lot of sense because there are so many brands out there i mean mm-hmm. i just think of electronics phones yep. you know everybody knows the two or three top brands <laughs> but they're brilliant phones out there but you don't know which one yeah well i'm part i'm part of the apple cults oh, 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 I'm, I'm all the way down the apple rabbit hole we pray for people like you <laughs> Your influence is taking you down that dark, that dark, that dark space. That dark, dark apple road where all they do is take my money and I willingly give it to them. I think they are. Now well, there is deliverance for that as well. We're going to cross to a song quickly and so we can get us all our thoughts together. But we will be back with you more about media. I'm learning as I'm sitting here. I mean, my, my, my little cage is being shaken. But uh, never to alter learn, they say. We're talking work and I've got Nicole Honeywell with me. Uh, and she'll be talking media, and she's just been chatting, and, and she's shifting the older mindset. You know, the older, uh, the older guys like myself, we, we saw the, the bubble that burst. What was it called? The, um, the tech bubble. Yes. But we've come through that now, and, and the old mindset is, I'll, I'll make you a table, and then I'll give you an invoice, and you pay for it. But the new generation are saying things are different. We're now in the technological age, with the, the age of information and ideas. Mm-hmm. So how, I mean, here's the question. You know, I mean, you know, show me the honey, show me the money, honey. You know, yes. you know that thing. How, how does one make money with the new media? There's so many different ways to do because it. Because you're not doing newspapers anymore. You know, no. Nobody, nobody buys a newspaper. Marketing's changed completely. We've gone from traditional marketing, which still happens. You have your ads on TV, which yeah. you're used to. You've grown up with those, the billboards. The but that's n- reducing dramatically. Yes, that's very old school marketing. What you see nowadays is more a type of marketing that fits naturally into people's lives. So influencer marketing, where people are selling through people who other people love to watch. Mm. Or Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> or love to hate. For me, yeah. I, I think Steffi. She's a fashion... Her, her handle is literally Steffi. She's an Instagrammer. Her handle's at, at Steffi, Steffi de Graff, And she sells clothing, motherhood, and lifestyle. And this is very targeted. Eh? It's very targeted. This is like smart weapons. So I'm not quite her... Not quite her audience, but I was following her before she was a mom. So I've just stayed because I love her content. But we very much sell stories now nowadays. I think of when I'm writing a campaign to sell a product or to sell a service to somebody. I'm not selling them, I have the best service in the industry. Rather, I'm selling them what my service can do for them. I think of it this way. Sell the sizzle, mm. not the steak. There we go. Because... Everybody is going to tell you how they have the best, the freshest, the finest cut. 
but who's going to sit down and describe to you how they're going to cook their steak? So if you take our steak and you put it on the fire with a little bit of salt, a little bit of rosemary, you baste it in butter, you can smell it, you can taste it, you can see it. Now picture that with some roast potato. Yeah, I think the the, uh, the steak houses are going to send you some, some commission. Now. <laughs> you know, we're all running out for a steak you know, in the next half an hour. So it's very much selling... It's selling a story. It's selling a feeling to people. It's much less of this is my product and this is what it will do for you because the product market in every single market is oversaturated. True. Everything has been done. Now the question comes, how can I do it better? How can I do it differently? Even going back to Apple, the reason I love Apple is they've sold an image. Mm. The high class businesswoman, the people who are wanting to be somebody, they all use apple and i know it sounds so silly but it's apple doing their marketing right yeah yeah we're in the world and not of the world but uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the world playing it's but it, but the reality it, is if you're going to sell something you've got to you've got to get kind of uh, what scratch where it itches yeah and, and people are asking i suppose the, the 25 year olds are asking a very different question to what yeah. the 60 year olds are asking so instead of asking which the 60-year-olds would be is, which is the best, we're asking, what will you do for me? Yeah. We'll look at a company and say, okay, cool, we want to buy your earphones, but what are you going to do for me? Are you just selling me earphones? Are you selling me an experience? Are you selling me an aesthetic? And so much of that is about trust. Mm. Because, I mean, when, you, when you're 60-year-old, you're buying retirement products mm-hmm. and you're buying an alternative lifestyle in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, you're not going to work yourself to death anymore. Yep. These are the things that myself and my wife are talking about. Yeah. But who do I trust? Yeah. There's the point. It all comes down to knowing, liking, and trusting. And I feel like especially older-run businesses haven't quite got this. So a lot of companies I'll ask, oh, where are your social media pages? So an example, I recently got my hair permed and it is not a common treatment for your hair anymore. So I looked at all the salons over PE and I picked five based on their social media pages because to me, Mm. having a good modern social media page, I look at that and I say, you're going to give me what I want. So in terms of the look I'm going for, so I phoned all five, one of them got back to me, booked my appointments, and I actually said to her, the lady who was doing my hair, when I sat in the chair, I came to you because of your social media, because you had an online presence, your branding was done well, you have a beautiful aesthetic salon. I walked in here and knew I was getting the whole package. And a lot of people shop like me, especially younger millennials and Zoomers. Mm-hmm. We look at, do you have the whole package? Because if I go onto a restaurant's page and I see they have a really badly done social media page, instantly I think maybe I should eat somewhere else Mm. because Mm. they have a good product, but there's no marketing going out for this. So do I want to go here or do I want to go elsewhere? One of the crises in this city is Mm. the media and tourism. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when I go online, I mean, I'm sitting here day after day, mm-hmm. I'm looking to tell people in PE, get out, go and do this, go and do that. Yeah. I can't find it. Exactly. I mean, one of the big newspapers in the area mm-hmm. went onto their lifestyle page. They were advertising things for January and February. So, I mean, you know, so, so yeah. there's, there's a gap for somebody out there in tourism because the media is just not being done. 
And I think, so I, one of my clients is a um, tourism lodge. They're a hostel and lodge. And even throughout lockdown, they've been posting because it's, you don't post to sell. I think this is a very old fashioned mindset mm-hmm. that every single post needs to be selling something, but it's as much about building a relationship with your audience, mm-hmm. treating your customers like they're your friends and they're not going to be your friends. They're not the people you invite out for a bri, mm-hmm. but they are your friends in terms of you have a unique relationship with them i'm going to share content they like content that speaks to them content they relate to so that when i do sell to them it isn't unnatural yeah. you're not cold calling yeah, a stranger it's not the hard sell it's oh. we actually call it warming up your audience mm. that's the technical term for it a lot of the content i share on sincerely media my instagram page is educational content mm. i'm i sell very little because i'm more interested in my audience knowing me liking me trusting me recognizing me as a source of information they can go to whenever they need to and then when they're going to spend money they don't go online instagram course they go Sincerely Media gives me so much. I'm going to book an Instagram session with her and have a one-on-one coaching session catered to their needs. Okay, so on that line, so so I in, in my world, I invoice. Yes. Uh, in your world, how, how does the money physically come in? Oh, invoicing. Do you, you also invoice? invoice it's, it, it's a very, the finances only really work one, one way. way yeah, well. So the way I get the money coming to me is quite different. But once I get people sitting down, they've decided what service they want to go, I lay out the deliverables for them and deliverables are exactly what they're getting for their money. Then we'll sign a contract, just what they're getting, what they've agreed to, what I'm giving them, the dates they're going to receive it by, so we're both protected. Mm -hmm. And then I invoice them, they'll pay me, and we'll get the work done. Interesting. Mm. Good. We're going to cross to a song, and we're going to come back just after that um, with some spiritual stuff, because the bottom line is underlying all of this stuff. Mm. We are body, mind, and soul. Hallelujah. And so... uh, we're going to have just a word from our main sponsor, Scanvilla Lifestyle Show, and then Torin Wells. That was Torin Wells with Known. I'm fully known and loved by you. The time has just gone, 11.45, and I've got Nicole Honeywell with me. Nicole, I, we were just chatting, I think in the break, yeah. um, about your Instagram courses and how you yes. educate people. And so all of a sudden that popped again. <laughs> so what do you do, Instagram? So... It's not so much a course as it is one-on-one personalized training because I feel there are so many Instagram courses out there that don't actually answer your specific questions. They're not helping you where you need it. They're just slapping a band-aid on a bullet hole. And my solution to that is one-on-one classes where you call me, you book when you need, as many as you need, and I sit with you. I answer your questions, analyze your social media, and look at you on a personal level, how to make your brand the best it can be. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've learned so much. Uh, <laughs> we were checking in, in the break just in terms of, of an ongoing process. You know, because we, we can get quite stuck into our particular media. Yeah. A lot of people are just stuck on the television. Mm-hmm. or uh, Lately, I'm just stuck on Netflix. Sorry, I don't even watch anything else. Or you're just stuck on radio. Yeah. But there's other stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Also in the break, <laughs> we were speaking about body, mind, soul. Jesus yes. says, what does it benefit a man? He gains the world but loses his soul. Mm-hmm. So where's your soul? How did this all happen? When did you make the first great meeting with <laughs> Jesus? I grew up in the church. Mm. I've, 
I cannot remember a time in my life where I was not part of the church. And when I was 12, lived in Cape Town, went to a church in Tableview. Um, I was sitting in the service and the pastor made an altar call and I just felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to go and give my life to Jesus. And I have to be honest, at 12, I'm not really sure I fully understood what I was doing, but I still remember that being my first encounter with the Holy Spirit. Like Mm. I understood how much Jesus loved me. I was crying and I went to the front and they led me through the sinner's prayer and I came to know Jesus then. And as with any believer who's been around for a long time, I've had recommitments Mm. along Mm. the way, but Man, I just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful I've been with the Lord from such a young age because I don't know anything else. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I know some people would think that's small-minded, but to me, it's such a joy because it's all about Jesus. Why be lost the whole of your life and sort of get found when you're 70? Exactly. a A life wasted. I'm... Man, I just love Jesus. I look back at the journey and even just seeing how my relationship with him has grown. When I was 13, I was baptized. I really wanted to get baptized in the ocean, but the weather was terrible. And so it's I, Cape Town and it's Tableview. Yes, yeah. so, yeah, so I, I got baptized in a swimming pool. It was wonderful. My parents actually sat with me before my baptism and we did a Bible study. They were like, if you're going to get baptized, you need to know what you're doing. So we went through and we studied baptism and I have a really pretty bookmark my mom made me. And then we'd moved to PE. We were meeting in Oxygen back when they still used to meet in VP's school hall. I really remember this. And um, Brad, the pastor there, was preaching and he was preaching about the Holy Spirit and he was speaking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I don't even think he'd made a call and at the end I just went up to him with my dad and I was like, I want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and they prayed for me, was baptized by the Holy Spirit and man, mm, mm. so grateful. Like, I don't know where I would be mm. without Jesus. And it's all been plain sailing since then? No. Yeah. No, not at all. I, it never is. It never is. There's storms. I think the biggest thing I can look back to, so I'll just prefix this with, I suffer with mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. I have GAD, which is general anxiety disorder, and I also suffer from depressive episodes where I'll go through highs and lows, and some of my lows get particularly low, and I end up very depressed, very tired, and... Um, working a full-time job in Bay that was very stressful mm. um i wasn't taking the best care of myself i wasn't really spending time with the lord like i should have been or looking after myself at all and some things happened with my job some not very pleasant things and very suddenly within two weeks i was moving back to pe um everything i built had kind of just collapsed mm-hmm. and i was kind of crushed Mm. Not even kind of, I was crushed. You do all of this and then it all just collapses. Mm. And coming back, I just clearly remember driving back to PE and I was in such a bad space mentally that I'd look at the oncoming traffic and just think like, if I just swerve my car right now, Mm. it's over. I don't have to deal with the humiliation of picking up. I don't have to deal with the work of building up again. And I, I really let myself just go down this unhealthy mental rabbit trail for a while like I can like maybe you know if if it gets really bad I can just end it it can go away and 
I was sitting in church one night, actually before this, I'd gone back to see a psychologist and I was chatting with her. She's an amazing woman. And she said to me, I'm starting to get really worried about you because you're not making a decision. You're not moving on from this. You're constantly letting it wreak havoc with your mind. You haven't said, no, I'm not going to hurt myself. You're just kind mm. of waiting. Mm-hmm. And then that Sunday I sat in church and Um, my pastor Sean was preaching about beholding Jesus and he was looking at the story of Zacchaeus I mean I've been in church Mm -hmm. my whole life I I even know the Zacchaeus climbs up the tree song Mm -hmm. and he was just talking about how Jesus came for the least of these Jesus came for you and the Holy Spirit just in that sermon I don't even remember the rest of the sermon Mm because the Holy Spirit just came on me and he was like Nicole you need to make a decision. Mm. It's me or it's the world. You cannot constantly float in the in-between and think I can do whatever I want. It's either you're living all out for me or you're not. Mm. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. And just in that moment, I decided that's it. I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to contemplate suicide anymore. It is all off the table. No matter what happens, Mm -hmm. the Lord has put me here for a time, for a purpose. And I made the decision then and there. And I really feel it was decision-making mixed with revelation because mm. God really, in that moment, he was like, do you believe I'm sovereign? Yeah. Do you believe I'm in control? Because if so, trust mm. me. Yeah, it's being renewed or being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So much of this yeah. stuff is, is, a, is a mental decision. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we, we often underplay that. And so you make that decision to yeah. live. And it happened in a moment. And I came from back from that service a different person. I went to see my psychologist the next week. And even she was like, you're a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And I'd sat down and I just, I'd made the decision. It was Jesus. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens, what I see, what I go through. In the end, the reason I'm here, the reason I'm on earth is because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He created me. He formed me. He gave me a purpose. Mm. And now I give everything back to him. Yeah. And it was it was even just realizing my life's not mine. I almost, I just gave it back to the Lord. I feel like it was a recommitment again, just... Yeah, yeah. And so, and I mean, there always is a desert experience. Yes. I mean, and, and for some people it might be, for your, for your, for yourself, how long was that desert experience? Um, it lasted a while. That extreme bit was about six months. Mm, mm. And I'd gone through ups and downs for the past three years before that. Mm. But... Man, I look back now and I just see the faithfulness of God. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and you know, for, for our listeners, it's, uh, your desert experience might be very, very long. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, there's always time to cross. There's time to cross over, you know, the Jordan. It's amazing that the, uh, the Dead Sea opens, but so does the Jordan, you know. I, so there's a way through. I even have the words tattooed on the inside of my arm. It's the rain that will strengthen your soul. It will make you whole. And that speaks so much into this journey for me because the rain speaks of winter. It speaks of an unpleasant season. Mm -hmm. It speaks of discomfort. But um, someone had these words for me as a prophetic song. Oh, it's it's a song by the Oh Hellos, but it's a prophetic word. And she was like, don't despise your desert seasons. Mm -hmm. Don't despise your winter seasons because... That's where the Lord grows you. We don't grow in spring. I think my mom and I garden. So when we are planting everything to plant in spring, we start 
near like three quarters of the way through winter mm -hmm. that's where we're planting all that's of our right. seeds that's getting right. them ready for spring so i even think spiritually spiritually mm -hmm. i think spiritually of us as human beings it's in the dark seasons that the lord is able to really come close to us to humble us to show us our weaknesses and through that to just remind us of how much we need him how good he is mm -hmm. and how he will carry us through yeah you only learn to fight in a fight yeah yeah, you can do karatas and you can do funny dances with a, a karate outfit on. Mm -hmm. But only in the fight do you learn to fight. Yeah. Nicole, just as a reminder to our listeners, Sincerely Media, that's yes. where they can catch you. Uh, Sincerely Media, is that that's a Facebook page? That... Uh, it's a Facebook page and an Instagram page. Okay. So you can find my business at Sincerely Media and you can find um, my influencer page at Sincerely Nicole Rose. There you go. So guys, make connections. It's, uh, it's kind of, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> Be influenced by the, Paul says, uh, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. That's a great one. Nicole, we're going to say goodbye right now. I've got to head into the news. It's great to have you with us. And that's Nicole Honeywell, Sincerely Media. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so much wisdom in somebody so young. And I think uh, us old guys, we've learned some stuff. I've got to go and look at Instagram. <laughs> I, was, I was told earlier, you're never too old. No. And so uh, Kingfisher continues. We'll be back with you with the news at 12.